yeah Come and find you in the compass with a jersey girl She just tryna help you find a little peace in the world Transparency in everything she wrote And that's why she hopes you enjoy the show Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in in the Contentpreneur Talk podcast and welcome in the first episode. So as you may have seen on, on Instagram, uh, this podcast is for contentpreneurs. So it's for entrepreneurs and content creators um, who are online to create content either for their business or for the passion of creating content. Um, so for example, if you are an artist, if you are uh, a photographer, if you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur um, and you want to create content online, this podcast is for you. So what is this going to be? It's going to be a discussion with other contentpreneurs who have um, already created a lot of content and who are running a successful business um, on, on social media. So I will be asking them Uh, questions about how they started to create content and what were their struggles, what were really um, their story and what were the points where they had difficulties and maybe you have the same difficulties or I have the same difficulties as them. For example, if you struggle with uh, being confident on camera or if you struggle with the opinion of others, this can be something that they can answer in the podcast. So Today, uh, the first guest of the podcast will be Laura Weissman. So if you don't know her, she's an author, a writer, and as well as a content creator. And she speaks about mental health and about just well-being in general. And she wants to change the way we speak about mental health. So she creates a lot of content online uh, on TikTok and on Instagram about mental health. And she shares her journey about healing from her past trauma. So she wrote two books also, and it was very interesting to know um, how the content affected her business. So let's jump right into the episode. So thanks for being on the podcast. Um, so if you can uh, start by uh, presenting yourself uh, to tell us a bit um, who you are and, and how you are, how you are, um, how did you come to write a book? Okay, so my name is Laura Weisman. Um, I'm a writer and I am a mental health advocate. I started writing actually back when I was 18 when I started my blog, Traveling Jersey Girl, like back in 2007-2008. So it's been a very long time that I've been writing and I was doing my travels and um, in my 20s and taking like a gap year and Um, writing my blog, I realized that a lot of people were getting, um, what is it, like, they were resonating with my story, and I struggled with anxiety at the time, so over the years, I was like, you know what, I kind of would like to have everything from my blog in one spot, so I always wanted to write a book, and then I just eventually took the plunge and, you know, made made the decision to put all the blog post that I had on Traveling Jersey Girl kind of into one book. So that's how Spiritual Nomad um, became to be. Ah, interesting. So so your your travel, uh, your trip was for, for your mental health? It was for dealing with your, your anxiety? 
Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, traveling around kind of gave me perspective, so it, um, it helped me realize that maybe some of a lot of my problems were not as, you know, were not as bad compared to, you know, what other people are dealing with around the world, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it kind of, it humbled me a lot and it taught me a lot of, um, resilience when you're traveling, especially if you're backpacking. So, and when I was backpacking, it was in 2008. So we didn't have the technology that we do now. So I was using guidebooks and I didn't have, I was using maps and no social media. I think Facebook was just coming out at the time. So it was really kind of roughing it back then. So with somebody with anxiety, it would definitely made me anxious, but it made me strong at the same time. Mm -hmm. And and also uh, writing everything that you you were thinking also could help you to to deal with anxiety. Yeah, because I kept a journal um, on my travels. I still have it today, but I would write every single day on the trip because I just wanted to remember every detail because, you know, I, I'm into photography as well, but I didn't, there were times where I would forget those small little details just by looking at the photo. But if I have something written, I can remember that day like it was yesterday. So that's why, and and just for me, writing is such a process thing for me. So anytime I'm not, you know, I'm too much in my head or I need to process something, writing is my way of getting it out. Yeah. And like you said, uh, in 2008, there was no Facebook or Instagram reels or YouTube vlogs. So. I mean, travel blogging was, um, it was, that was at its height. So travel blogging was really big and video content was starting to come become really big with travel blogging. And of course, at the time, like I wasn't into that. I was into writing. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. And, and so, um, when you started to, to write your first book, uh, spiritual nomad, so you took everything that was on your blog and how, how did you do to, to put together this book? So a lot of the blog posts that I wrote, um, you, you'll see a similarity from the blog posts that I've written versus the stories in the book, but it's not every detail. Like I've shortened the blog post. So me taking those posts and putting it into the book as to make a blog post like into a chapter, there, there's a lot more that goes into it. So, um, it was me going back into my journals. It was rereading my journals from, you know, back in 2008 and trying to remember all the details. And luckily I'm a very detailed writer, so it didn't take much for me to remember it all again. So it was just figuring out the timeline of everything to make sure everything matched. So like it flowed nicely where it wasn't just, cause I didn't want it to read like, you know, oh, here's a blog post. I didn't want it to read like a blog. I wanted it to read like it was a story or like yeah. someone's yeah. diary kind of thing. Yeah, so it was it was uh, a lot of work to to put everything together and to add also additional thoughts. Yeah, it took me um, 
I don't remember when I started it, but I, it definitely took me a couple years to write it and get it all situated and published and everything. It took me a long time. Wow. And so how, how did you um, do to sell your first book? Did you sell it on Amazon or? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I still kind of don't know the process of doing um, traditional publishing. I'm not really that patient and I really wanted my book out. So I, you know, Amazon, you can self-publish for free and it's already out there and people can buy it immediately. So why not do that? So that's what I did. I, and I've never done that before. So I had to figure that out as well, um, which was a little difficult, but it's, it's doable, but, it, it, but yeah. So once you have something written, you can just put it right up on Amazon and it's out there. Yeah. And then did you promote it on your blog or? Um, I'm trying to think when I switched. Yeah, I had it on my blog and, um, I really wasn't writing on my blog anymore for a very long time. Now it's like maybe once a year I'll, I'll post something up for my blog, but mostly it's just, um, it's just my social media and my Instagram and just being, you know, more doing content on, on social media platforms versus a blog. And I feel like people now don't really want to read anything anymore or not or you know it's just easier to do something in a video yeah yeah i understand but i think that books are, are still uh, very popular especially for uh, entrepreneurs and people who are on on uh, personal growth or personal development or, or just who try to learn something new they there are still a lot of people yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge reader, so I I know people read a lot too, but um, not on social media. Yeah, and I just know for myself, like I probably could, you know, do really well with my blog. I'm just, just personally, I just know I'm not really being consistent enough with it. Yeah, and so at what point did you start to be more on social media and? and try to uh, speak about mental health? Um, I think I've always done that, to be honest. I think even with my travel blog, I was always... Because um, I kind of started out when all the, like... And there's a there's a handful of people that are now big travel bloggers that they started out at the same time as me. Um, and... I just remember reading all their stories and mental health and I and people really weren't talking about it as much. And um you know, I've known some travel bloggers that would travel the world and stay in the most beautiful of places who, you know, decided to end their life and I just thought that was you know, on it was just it just sounded crazy to me. I said, "How could you like you would think like you get to do all these amazing things, you get to see the world, you get to live in all these places and, and you still feel that way. So I just felt like there was something that wasn't really being talked about. So that's why I always wanted to share um, that there is ugly sides to travel. It's not always glamorous. There's really hard days and you do feel lonely and, you know, things happen on your travels, you know, and it's not always, I always used to say, I'm like, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes it's really shitty. So, um, I just wanted to have like a really raw, 
honest conversation about mental health and not sugarcoat it. Yeah, and it's also uh, something that makes you different from other travel bloggers is that you are very raw and very authentic. So it brings something new also to, to the blogging space and it's, it's also very hard to be so raw and authentic. So um, how, how d did you ever struggle to, to be so transparent or? I mean, it was, it's not easy to, to be able to say really personal things at times. And I think maybe back then I was a bit more, um, maybe a slightly more reserved, but then I was also, you know, I've, I was, there's times where I've even talked about certain situations that, you know, where I felt really lonely on my travels or like something happened on my travels and it's gotten me into trouble. Cause like, it was almost like an uh, impulsive thing. Granted I was young, but you know, I think your experience is your experience, you know, but I think sometimes, um, it takes a lot of guts to be able to say things that people are afraid to talk about and you're not always going to be welcomed with, you know, open arms about certain things that you might say. Um, but if you're coming from a good place, then, then do you, you know, it's, somebody has to say something, especially when it comes to mental health. And if it's anything where I can make someone feel like they're, what they're going through is normal or like that they're not alone, then I'll always talk about it, you know? Yeah. And you, you did also have some, some criticism about, uh, about what you say and about uh, speaking so raw or? Yeah, I mean, I still do. I mean, I have comments saying sometimes that, you know, I talk too much about mental health and, and comments like that I find are funny because I'm like, how can someone talk too much about mental health when every, almost everybody has been struggling since the pandemic and, and before that. And now mental health is even more of a struggle for most people. How could you not talk about it? So, you know, people will have their opinions and I, and they're more than happy to have them, but I, it's not going to stop me because I, I can take a step back and realize that most likely they're projecting their own pain onto me and that they wish that they could speak openly about the pain that they're struggling with. So that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, and also that it's it can be uh, uncomfortable to to hear something, uh, especially on on TikTok or on reels when you when you are not really controlling uh, the content that you see, and suddenly you you are in front of someone who who speaks, um, and it can make the people uncomfortable or it can um, it can bring them uh, to realize something yeah so and it's good when people react also it means that you 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 have an impact uh, and and so 
then you wrote um, Penny Panic. Um, so how long uh, after the first book did you did you write it? Um, I think 2019 or 20. Yeah, I think 2019 I was. That's when I did the first one. And I think I posted. I did Penny in 2020, I believe. Because I was finishing. Because I was writing it after I published the first one. But I finished it, obviously, like during lockdown. And, um. It didn't, it ha it kind of happened in like a perfect, you know, I mean, it's a fucked up circumstance, the pandemic, but it kind of helped. It was a perfect time to post something like, or to write something like that because, you know, all these kids were struggling with anxiety and, you know, schools were shutting down, the world was shutting down. So it was just, I just wanted people to have the tools and coping skills to manage their anxiety like as if they were sitting in class and that they can do it sitting in a classroom and it doesn't look like they're doing something weird like they can sit there and actually still use the tools and is it from personal experience or um it's fictional but some of them some of the stories are are personal um but i've elaborated and, and added more details to it Nice. And so then you, it's when I, I discovered you, it's when you were in, in uh, Tea with Gary Vee. And then you, at that time, you were trying to um, reach more people on social media. Yeah. Um, I went on, so I, um, I know Gary Vee was doing his show. And so I thought, you know, at the time, since everybody was locking down, that this was a perfect opportunity to reach out to people because everybody was either uh, bored or had nothing to do. And uh, I thought people would be more inclined to say yes from people that maybe uh, would be like once in a lifetime to get an interview with. So when he was doing a show, that's when I reached out and, you know, kind of tweeted at them or texted them to try to get on. So when I got on, it was like amazing because I wanted to ask like, why is my writing not taking off and been doing this for so long? And, um, you have been writing for, for 10 years, over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a very long time and like I've gotten traction and like, you know, I still, ha I have some people who've been following me since, day one of 2007, 2008. And, um, but you know, to me, it's like, I'm like, I have something, I think something's there. You know what I mean? Like, I think I have something good going on. It's not like, I don't think like I completely suck. I mean, I'm sure I suck at some things, but I'm just like, what is it? So then when I went on the show, I just didn't expect him to call me out about not doing video content. Cause I'd never, never, would do videos like in the over a decade worth of content refused absolutely refused to do it why why did you didn't you think about doing video uh i didn't think i was good enough for it in some way like i didn't think i had the personality for it i thought you had to be like super chipper and 
um, super like energetic for it and that's I'm not really naturally like that um, I can be when I'm talking about something I'm really passionate about but I just thought like you know typical things like oh my voice sounds weird or you don't like the way you sound or like you don't think you have anything good to say and um, and I just made it in my head like I'm a writer I'm not a video person um, and so he called me out and said, how come you've never tried video? And I was like, oh, 